Turkeys podcast. Merry Christmas in July. It's very exciting. We are here to talk about my favorite Hallmark Christmas movie. What? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and uh, my friend Elisa is here and uh, thank you so much for coming and talking. We're doing On Friendship on Trading Christmas. So exciting. I'm scared if this is her favorite Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, I I love this movie. I think it is so well written. Not not only do you get uh, one one couple that has uh, I think more than just your typical relationship that there's some I think meat on the bones, but yeah. you get three couples. <laughs> three couples i mean what other hallmark movie can say that and uh and i just i love the casting i think the script is really good mm-hmm. and uh i i know this might this might be controversial but it's the same idea of a story as the holiday mm-hmm. but i think this is better i like it better because can i say this and i'm not just saying it to like appease you because <laughs> it's your favorite movie but I, when it started, I was like, oh, this is kind of like the holiday. And then except for Jude Law being in the holiday, I thought this was way better <laughs> too. So, yeah. yeah, like I enjoyed the story a whole lot better. And I thought the relationships made a lot more sense. And I thought the mm-hmm. story was cute. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the only thing that was missing for me was Jude Law, but I can I can catch him in some other stuff. <laughs> I think a Tom Cavanaugh or Jude Law any day. Um, any day. You know. I, he was good he was good <laughs> like could we have like Jude Law as like a neighbor checking in on him here's yeah. some cookies <laughs> yeah I mean I've never been that big of a Cameron Cameron Diaz fan so I think yeah. that's what holds me back because the Kate Winslow part of Holiday is delightful yeah. Yeah. but I, I actually think Nancy Myers who directed that movie is kind of overrated as a director yeah. <laughs> sorry but uh i i people always act like she's equivalent to Nora Ephron. not even close no No way (laughs) uh to me her best movie by far is her remake of parent trap oh Uh, (laughs) and i'm a huge parent trap fan that's one of my the original with Haley mills is one of my favorites and i thought they did an excellent job with the remake Um, it just wasn't my age group right at that time and i was Haley mills but i also agree with you like the cast, I like Jude Law, and then I like Kate Winslet, but the other, like, so I wasn't really on board, but I did just watch My Best Friend's Wedding, and I think Cameron Diaz, I think that might be my favorite role of yeah. her. Um, her first she's role, very endearing yeah. <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, they have that or in The Mask, she's fine. Oh, you I haven't, like I don't think I've seen them. That's a big movie I, I don't think I've seen. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we should talk about that. So you have been on a movie-watching bonanza. Yes, I think I'm now over 175, but I haven't entered. So I have a Google Drive, listeners, <laughs> uh, file that has all the movies I've watched. It has the TV shows I watched and what season I'm on. And then it has any of, like, documentary or comedy specials or true crime type stuff that doesn't fit into, like, a movie movie. Um, like at the Michael Jordan 30 by 30, like that's in there. Right, right. And then I have a list of movies that I want to watch. And so I've, but since I think Rachel and I have talked last, one of the things that I've done to really boost my movie watching is, so I have Hulu 
and then I have Netflix through my brother, and <laughs> I am on a family plan for YouTube TV, so I have lots yeah. of different, and then I use my mom's Amazon form, but I have Hulu, I have HBO on it, I added Stars, I added Cinemax, and I added Showtime. Wow. I've already watched everything I need to via Cinemax, so we got rid of that, and I think I'm going to keep Showtime and Stars through the summer, just uh -huh. to be sure I've seen everything, <laughs> right. so... I haven't added in the movies that I've watched through Showtime over the last few days. So I might be up to 180, oh, actually. <laughs> that is amazing. You're ready to write a whole book, I think. Well, I think I'm going to write some blog posts once I hit like 200 and like 250. You know, like yeah. why I'm doing it, sort of what I'm learning. I might do yeah. something, uh, a blog post specifically about friendship, like things that I've noticed in the TV I've been watching so that is impressive would you say that there have been any that have like tr we needed a whole podcast on this by the way I know we should but, do that. Um, but yeah feel free to ask this question <laughs> <laughs> what is there been one that's like one or one or two that has particularly stood out you know when I we might have talked about this before or it might have been on a best forevers with um a guest that comes yeah. on frequently her name is Claire um that leap year the romantic comedy oh, yeah. i thought that was cute um uh revenge of the nerds does not uh, hold up and probably no. should not have been made <laughs> cool. <laughs> um and you know right now i'm watching rules of engagement with samuel L. jackson and tommy lee jones and i'm kind of like snooze fast next tommy lee jones movie please <laughs> um but that's the thing that's like fresh in my yeah. mind but those are the things that stick out right now but yeah, we'll have to do a podcast yeah. episode about this where I can I think so. take some notes and things yeah. like that and prepare because I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, yeah. so something might stand uh, out if I looked at it. <laughs> I think we need to. Yeah. I think what makes this the best Hallmark movie, in my opinion, Trading Christmas, is that I think that the writing is just on a different level than you typically see in these movies. Mm -hmm. These characters are complex. They mm -hmm. have backstories. They mm -hmm. have... Uh, they have a multiple facets to their personalities they're not mm -hmm. just like either perfect or villains or you know kind of a thing and you really get to kind of feel like you really understand them as yeah. people in a way that i don't think you usually get to which i love those you know i love hallmark movies yeah but absolutely. um but i think that this is just on a different level as far as their relationship there's an intimacy that you see that you never see in hallmark movies here yeah where they actually are adults and they kiss and they, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of a thing that you don't typically get to see. Sorry, that was right. They're adults. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, can I say, like, I would agree with you on that. And obviously you host a Hallmark specific podcast. So clearly you've seen a lot more than me who you brought on a year ago to talk about <laughs> movies. So I'm probably still under having seen 30 movies with right. you. And I, I've also watched with my mom, but this one did feel different. And I think what we actually get to see that we don't necessarily see sort of organically happen, and that's relationship development. Like in other movies, it's just like moments or snapshots where you're actually seeing it sort of like happen as it is, right? Mm -hmm. So you can see them meeting and then kind of vibing and then kind of that's one couple obviously because another yeah. couple doesn't vibe at all right but you kind of <laughs> see the the whole process which as a 
communication and relationship person who studies it and teaches it and talks about it for my podcast, that was very exciting for me. So I would agree with you in the limited sample size of what I have, of what I've seen, it felt different than the other movies that I've seen, but I'm still yeah. going to hold on to Christmas joy for the rest of my life as the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever yeah. seen in my entire if, life. Isn't that a cookie, cookie crawl? Crawls. <laughs> if, if Boston had had a cookie crawl for Faith <laughs> Ford, I think then this would be the best Christmas movie ever Six made. Crowns. Six crowns <laughs> out of five. <laughs> Yes. So basically it starts out and I, I I know the characters have names, but I don't care. It's just Faith Ford. Faith Ford, oh. Tom Cavanaugh, <laughs> Gil Bellows, Gabrielle Miller. Okay. I actually wrote them down because I was trying to be prepared and <laughs> Emily. specific. Emily. Your name is Emily. <laughs> yeah. Then there's a character who's Faith, so that's confusing because I actually wrote down their real names. Okay. <laughs> or that character yeah. name. Yeah. So basically, Faith Ward's character, she is, she's lonely. She's still grieving. Her husband had passed away three years previous mm-hmm. to this film. And uh, she lives in the small town. She's a second grade teacher. And you get the feeling that her life is in, in kind of a rut. Like she's happy and she's yeah. like a happy person, but uh, she's not growing as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think you see that. And, uh, and she has one daughter, Heather, who is in school in Boston. Mm-hmm. And she's in some town that's 150 miles away from Seattle. I forget. <laughs> oh, in Washington, I was like, Boston's Wash- way further away than that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, does it snow that much in Washington? But I guess it does because they have, uh, especially when you're that high up. I don't. Yeah, I've never uh, been to Washington, but it's on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. This sort of introduction before they actually swap is a little bit longer than I remembered, you know, mm-hmm. getting to revisit it. Uh, it was it was interesting to me. And, and that was nice because, you, again, you get to kind of know these characters mm-hmm. before they're sort of thrust into this house swap uh, yeah. situation and uh, basically you see uh, Tom Cavanaugh and Gil Bellos they're they're talking and Tom Cavanaugh has has writer's block Gil Bellos is trying to decide whether he's going to sell his company and they talk about that they're just going to have Chinese food and, and watch the Celtics. That's their, their idea of Christmas, which is I mean, so sad. <laughs> it is, but also at the same time, like people create traditions, like they're siblings, yeah. right? It's like, so that's how they grew up. Um, and so like it is, and they probably want something more, but it's good to have some sort of tradition, right? right. You know, and, and maybe it should be like the the day after tradition or you know something like that but i was at least appreciative that they that they had something that they did together so they're not completely by themselves right so yeah that's true and that it is interesting that you sort of establish those traditions almost almost whether you like it or not yeah it's just human nature they happen like as a kid or it's just like something that you did and then the next year you don't know what to do so you're just like well let's do what we did last year um, sometimes people yeah. might talk about them more specifically and plan, but I think a lot of it just happens way more organically than we can even imagine. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's the whole, you know, joke about how, uh, uh, that, uh, Christmas is the, uh, is the, um, uh, the Chinese food is Jewish Christmas. Yeah. No, <laughs> they go. <laughs> well, can I tell you, um, can I tell you just a real quick, uh, family yeah. tradition that we have? So, on Christmas morning, I don't know, maybe 20 or so years ago, no, 
I would have been 20 when I was a kid. So probably yeah. like 30 some years ago, my right. parents bought a Sara Lee coffee cake just on a whim. Uh-huh. And us kids, we never got stuff like that per se. So when we got like the sugar cereal at grandma and grandpa's, it was right. like, for love, you know, <laughs> so they got it and we loved it. So for like 30 some years to this day, we still do coffee cake and it has to be Sara Lee. And there's been years that my mom, sorry, mom calling you out accidentally bought the one with like the walnuts in it and it's like no <laughs> no nuts in it and this year we could not find it anywhere and I was like this is devastating because there's a movie called the Bronx Tale and this kid is making fun of a gangster's named coffee cake and he's like I can't do coffee cake trying to like imitate him he's yeah. like I can't do it. so every year since I've seen that movie I just say that like 5,000 times around Christmas. I can't do coffee cake. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do the annoying tradition of me saying this 5,000 times if we don't have coffee cake? Yeah. So we created a new tradition. And my dad and I made coffee cake. And it was it had blueberries and all this. Oh. It was so good. And so it's kind of fun. Like that thing happened on a whim. And now it's yeah. like we can't even imagine Christmas morning without it. So I was, and they were like, I guess we're just not going to have it. I was like, oh no, we're staying with tradition. We're just going to make it. And it ended up being the best coffee cake we've had for yeah. Christmas ever. So new tradition. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. Yeah. that that's like yeah, one that's of our main great. traditions. And that's I love great. it. <laughs> you know, and that's, the, and, and that's how traditions often, if we go back, they were a lot of times started doing something random you know yes. and then they just become part of our lives and, yeah yeah i just love that so sorry no that's Back great to this movie that's chinese great. food and celtics that's a tradition <laughs> yeah too. that's go bells and how charming is go bells in this movie oh i don't do i know who this was because i didn't look him up when i was watching it so i need to but i was like who is this delightful man and i was I'm, like can i say that i i'm 42 I might not look it but I am 42 <laughs> and it made me go if I met him in this scenario so swoon worthy right I was like Ugh. yeah I was I was really impressed with him it it felt so natural and like I like Faith Fort like I even know who she is yeah. and I'm not a, you know I don't watch as much Hallmark as uh, maybe <laughs> listeners do right but I was like I know who she is of course and then I was like well, she's on oh. Murphy Brown yeah, well, that's right. That's where it starts from. Yes. But he was top notch. He might be one of my, if not top guy in a Hallmark movie. I mean, that's a yeah. bold statement, but <laughs> I adored him. He was delightful. Can you tell? I, I'm. He was so good. He was over a, the top he, excited about him. <laughs> he was on uh, Ally McBeal. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched that show, but he's been on a million stuff. Like I'm looking at his IMDb and he has so many credits. So he's one of those just working actors that just, that, that, that's amazing. And I have to just say, I'm just looking at his filmography right now. He has an upcoming show called Love in the Time of Corona. (laughs) What? I don't know whether to laugh or cry, but I'll probably watch it because yeah, he's in I it. I think we need to cover it. Let's plan on that. <laughs> just, even if it's not about friendship, can we no. just for the purpose we'll love of the ti- loving how can, him? How can love in the time of Corona not be about friendship? <laughs> People are social distancing. I did hear about, and when I say hear about Facebook or Twitter, 
that a couple met on like Bumble or whatever the apps and then went to McDonald's. They both went through the drive-thru and then they sat in a parking lot, rolled down their window and ate their McDonald's and talked to each other. And I was like, that is romantic. Yeah. Well, you know. I think so. (laughs) I might have gone for like, I don't know, Qdoba or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This guy have class? What's going on here? No, that's so funny. Yeah, uh, but so. uh, but yeah, he is so so charming in this movie. I think. Yeah, I now Woo! I'm really excited about adding some of his credits onto my <laughs> my watch list. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, so then you have Gabriel Miller playing Faith, uh, yeah. who is basically working at this a events planning company and she's pretty hilarious at the beginning she's just like what? <laughs> how am i supposed to get you elves you know and all this stuff <laughs> you don't have any no elves and i don't know pretty funny and uh and then uh you have her she finds out that her at the beginning she rips up the 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 card that she gets from her ex because uh, his new wife is pregnant and uh why are you we sitting find... that christmas bro no this is not yeah. the good time <laughs> tell me another time i don't care <laughs> yeah we find out about sort of more about her backstory and again like i said each one of these characters is like a fully fledged unique character yeah. and uh so she's obviously frustrated in a frustrated situation yeah. uh then you find out you meet heather uh, mm-hmm. who's the only one that for whatever reason I actually refer to by her character name and not her actor name which is very confusing <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> but uh she's dating Andrew Francis who's one of my favorite Hallmark actors Ooh. and this is one of his early parts he okay go on to to do uh more uh, he but, looked um, familiar but I was like I don't know <laughs> yeah and uh, I loved interviewing him I think uh cool. he's I think he does a good job with this role because it's a part that that would be so easy to just be the kind of the jerk, yeah, taking away from her from her um, taking her away from her mother. But During he's not Christmas. like he's yeah. actually very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of a he's kind of clueless. Like who doesn't know what it's like? I understand if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, but who hasn't yeah. even heard of it? Like. <laughs> what rock are you living under <laughs> yeah, i mean come on and he's like oh black and white what <laughs> yeah but but i think he's actually like pretty thoughtful for this yeah. archetype yeah like he's yeah. he's looking at her he's thinking about her he mm-hmm. you know he's trying to uh he, get, he gets rid of the guys uh when he sees that it's annoying her yeah uh, i think in the scheme of sort of jock high school boy I mean, yeah, college boyfriends yeah. he's yeah. pretty decent uh, maybe even more than that that might <laughs> yeah. be an undersell <laughs> yeah <laughs> to send the boys away or to be that f- thoughtful and that sort of thing like and and that's a, obviously a stereotype there are plenty of people but that's you know but that's yeah. sort of the the vibe you get from how many movies about high school and college are there that exist right so even if it's not lifetime we just and or a hallmark you know i'm a lifetime girl we still get this like sort of trope of of that kind of person and to me i thought they had a lovely relationship (laughs) yeah 
And yeah. I was the, least concerned about them. Right. <laughs> no right. offense. They to had them. a really stable. Stable yeah, you're fine. Go away. I want to see what's going on with these other people. <laughs> yeah. But it was really cute. I thought, you know, she, uh, she says, well, my mom calls me like five times a day. And he's like, uh, you call her like 10 times a day. <laughs> and she, she's like, it's different. She's the mom. <laughs> and I think that's really true. And I think that's yeah. a theme of the movie is that uh, this relationship between Faith Ford and her daughter, Heather, that uh, that they've been so kind of codependent upon each other, especially since the loss of their yeah. uh, their husband slash father, that uh, her kind of them both being kind of honest with each other by the end of this movie, I think you yeah. see a big growth in their relationship. And by the end, you really see her Heather is treating her mother as a as a co-equal. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that is interesting. So not in the couple relationships, but the mother-daughter. Yeah. And then it made me think, well, first off, I was surprised that she was in Boston when her mom was in Washington and the father right. had passed away because that seems like a great distance. And if they are have some sort of codependency, that was probably very difficult, but at the same time, good for them maybe. Yeah. But I th- it true. just reminded me that at a certain point in life, depending on the type of relationship that you have, with your parents and if your parents are still with you you know that sort of thing like some people don't have good relationships i have great relationship with my parents i believe you do too mm-hmm. and so there's it just remind me that like at a certain point in your life you start to see your parent more as like a friend or than a parent you know what i mean they'll always mm-hmm. be mom and dad you always be yeah. there I'll always be my parents' baby, you know. No, it's so true. Almost every you start person start to see them ha- as real people. Yeah, you do. That's right. You start to see their humanity, whereas they're the authority figure when you're growing up. They're the ones mm-hmm. setting the rules. They're yeah. the ones setting- and then you reach a moment where you're like, they were like my age. They were yeah. just figuring this out every like they were making it up as they went. They were doing the best that they could, and you start to yeah. see sort of their humanity. Yeah, maybe harder when you were uh, when you're younger, and there's they're the rule maker yeah uh, you start to see them as having <laughs> needs and wants and interests and you can have conversations yeah. about things and I, and I do think maybe more so than when I was a child that you do see more of at least people discussing that maybe even before kids turn 18 that my mom or dad is more like a friend so I think we see that more I think families and relationships have changed I wouldn't Mm -hmm. call my parents friends like until I was like 25. (laughs) And it can be a sign of a teen. I would have been like, (laughs) (laughs) it can be a sign of a toxic relationship if they're too dependent on, if there isn't that parental structure uh, and kids aren't allowed to be kids, but, but yeah, they, uh, the uh for i think for most of us we have that moment where it's like oh yeah yeah." and i think that maybe the relationship probably changed when the husband and father passed away and so that might you know contribute to like the codependency and and that probably changed the relationship in some way but i also think like their journey by the end is like a, a different relationship for the two of them yeah so yeah so andrew francis and heather are going to phoenix to stay at his grandparents house mm-hmm. that he had they have there and i mean that's always a, a <laughs> it's always a bad choice in a christmas movie you never go to the desert 
You never go to warm <laughs> climates. What's wrong with you? That's not a good choice. <laughs> what and- if they already live there? <laughs> It's just so. different. <laughs> but for Hallmark, have they had like a Christmas yeah. movie that's just all in like Arizona? The closest or Florida? that I can think of in a warm climate is there was a um uh, I think it was called Rose for Christmas, I think. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it was all about the girl who puts helps put on the rose parade. Oh, that's interesting. So it was yeah. in Pasadena. Yeah. So that's the only one I could think of. I know there have needs snow. Not many. You gotta have snow. You gotta have snow. What? Um, But anyway, (laughs) um, so you know that this is a is is not going to work out. Going to Phoenix, Uh, but um, uh, but she decides. Faith Ford decides that she's going to surprise her daughter, and she is uh, is going to to show up in Boston for Mm -hmm. Christmas. And not knowing that her her daughter is going to Phoenix, uh, but she contacts Tom Cavanaugh through this house exchange, and uh, and Tom Cavanaugh decides that he needs uh, to step away, uh, and that he is going to go and go to this uh, house in the small town, and mm-hmm. uh, so he switches houses with uh, his apartment for her house, and they yeah. they decide to do this. And I just, I love Tom Cavanaugh so much. I kind of wonder if some, a bunch of it, his sort of quips were, uh, were uh, ad-libbed. I would love to know. And he's like, the kids keep knocking on the door. He's like, I'm going to get the gun. (laughs) He's joking. He's joking. Yeah, but he said a lot of things like, my brother, or he doesn't talk to strangers, and he's like, maybe you shouldn't either. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> wise not to talk door. to strangers. <laughs> they're like, like, anyways, closing the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all of the neighbors, maybe they do have a cookie crawl, and it's just like, <laughs> he's not been informed, because they bring him a lot of cookies. <laughs> you know, you're right. Why did I pick up on that? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> he has a whole table full of cookies it's just so funny because when they switch it's like reflective of their town and their personality like right they're gonna check in on you to be sure that you're okay in the house and like the kids i thought they were gonna be adults but it was like kids coming by (laughs) and then all these people came by to bring him food and he's just like every time the doorbell rings he's like what is wrong with these people (laughs) it was great i loved it he was so funny i loved him as this grump yeah, uh, beginning of that movie. Someone with writer's block, watch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so Gabriel Miller's character decides that she's going to surprise Faith Ford, uh, and their friends in the book, uh, they they uh, they kind of go into it a little bit more about how because obviously there's a big age difference between Faith Ford's character and Gabriel Miller. Oh. And, uh, and they go in that they work together, uh, like in the school board or whatever. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, yeah, so sorry. I was work... thinking the couples instead of like the, yeah. Like, so it's like a, like someone that they, she knows. And yeah. to me, it's like, what I love is that people who have differing friendships, as long as everyone's over 18 or more, right. those friendships and otherwise like if they're mentorships you can talk about that but i think it's important to to consider that once we're all adults number age shouldn't matter right that you can probably find a lot of friendships so 
I thought that was cool. Like I was like, yes, it reminds me of some of my friends that I have through education and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Gabrielle Miller, she flies to Seattle and then uh, she, and I don't know how she was able to get on the plane, but she, uh, with a expired uh, driver's license, but she can't get a car uh, because she has an expired driver's license. And, uh, and then she ends up driving with, I just thought she was funny. She's like, uh, let me give you my card because I might need an elf. She ends up going with this elf in the Santa. <laughs> thing. And then later on, she knocks on the door and <laughs> it's at night. And uh, and, and, uh, and Tom Cavanaugh's there and he's like, let, let me at him. Let me at Santa. <laughs> had it like, like the whole day. There's been nothing. I thought that was really funny because she ends up going through the back door yeah and he's in there and they don't know what's going on and the elf yeah well i just think that's interesting is like no one knows what's happening in this movie (laughs) like (laughs) like facing this guy's apartment his brother doesn't know you're right guys in her house her friend doesn't know her daughter doesn't know like it's the only people who know are tom cavanaugh and faithful (laughs) yeah and they're across the country from each other (laughs) which is really funny and and you know in reality the like these kinds of things just don't happen in real life very often but it feels plausible at least yeah it feels plausible and uh and so uh, then yeah you, like you said you have faith ford accidentally turning on the alarm so she's <laughs> trying to uh figure out the uh remotes and and all this stuff in this this apartment she's like it looks like a jail cell <laughs> it's just like one of those sleek sort of mm-hmm. like it looks like a guy's apartment in boston yeah. everything's gray and black <laughs> i know he's <laughs> and, looking pretty good on a i guess a a author slash professor yeah, I mean, he must be making bank on his books because <laughs> yeah, right. I can't afford. <laughs> I know professors that worked in Boston, and I've seen the apartment they lived in. It is not that big. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the Gilbells surprises her with the, the police officers there, and that's all really funny. She's gonna yeah. robe and everything. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then you see the nice contrast between her trying to add some decoration to mm-hmm. tom cavanagh's apartment and him being really irritated with her decorations like what is <laughs> this we don't celebrate christmas in my family that's not how he yeah <laughs> so what he said, like but... what <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah so they start talking and gil bells is you know basically says that he's because he says i was in florence last christmas and she's like what yeah. what and uh and he's he basically just like went to the gym and was in the hotel yeah. the whole time and yeah not even experience anything and uh and he just says basically like that's been the pattern and he, mm-hmm. he he gives a little nugget where he says oh well my brother was engaged for a little bit and we yeah. played house kind of a thing but yeah uh when when that but I, and it was nice but it wasn't you know, wasn't a big deal. And he says, uh, you, you know, he, he says it wasn't a big deal growing up. We moved around a lot. Sometimes we didn't even have a Christmas tree. And she's like, 
She's like freaking <laughs> out. Like she's about to have a panic attack slash heart attack yeah. slash both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine having a Christmas tree and, and mine is fake, but still like being able to decorate it and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then going to my parents and enjoying their real one. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I need to call Child Protective Services. Like what's happening? <laughs> Yeah, hi, Child Protective Services. Can I talk to you about a case from 25 (laughs) years ago? (laughs) So, (laughs) so Gil Bellows, he's like so smooth in this movie. And he says, uh, well, you know, in return, let me take you around. Let me, uh, in return for doing this, let me take you around. And Faith Ford's like, okay. And she, the next day she goes out and she sees this pretty dress. The only... The only thing I wish, I wish the dress had been green or red. Yeah, to make it more, because there wasn't a lot of holiday stuff in this movie per se. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't the most Christmassy movie. uh, And uh, part of that is probably because a lot of the things that make this unique is probably because this movie was made in 2011. And mm-hmm. so you're talking kind of old school Hallmark. Yeah. That was a little bit different than current Hallmark. Uh, well, but also, they're focusing on the relationships. Like, yeah. this is something that could have happened over summer, right? And mm-hmm. they could have just changed, right. you know, whatever the family thing was with the brothers. But yeah, I, I thought um, when they met with the police officer... I thought that was cute and funny, but I also felt like they vibed right away. Yes. Like, but like, not like, I don't think he was like, Hey, like he even jokes later. Well, I had to, like, I had to ask you out for dinner. So you went sue me for calling the cops on you in the, in the house and, and that sort of thing. And, <laughs> but I also love it. She doesn't know how to work anything. Yeah. Um, and he helps her with the rem- like there's 74 remotes you know? yeah <laughs> you really have the two contrasts you have the one relationship which is gabriel miller tom cavanaugh that's opposites attract yes. trope and then yeah. you have the uh they just the, like she even says i just felt so comfortable yeah i felt so comfortable talking to him yeah. and so you kind of have both relationships going on and then you have like the the two college students that are just like normal and functional (laughs) well i kind of felt like in some ways they were both opposites attract but the opposites attract for faith ford and the delightful man was like maybe the way they live their life right Mm -hmm. like she's you know small town he's in boston right business she's a teacher but the other couple i felt like were more in the same realm like publishing and like pr type stuff but that their personalities are kind of like almost mm-hmm. this in a way they were almost like similar which made them butt heads <laughs> yeah so it's really it makes it a nice mixture to have both of them i think in the story yes uh, plus really... the normal college kids <laughs> right <laughs> and so she goes they go on this date and they have just such a comfortable time and one of the things i think that shows that they're so compatible is the way that he listens to her and doesn't judge her for the fact that she's talking about Frank, her husband, mm-hmm. qu- quite a bit. And he actually yeah. seems to think that's a really attractive quality about her, that she had this this stable, loving relationship. Mm-hmm. He sees it as she's a loving person. She's a yeah. kind person. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that the fact that he's just such a good listener yeah. and isn't sort of judging her for her past 
uh or the fact because that could be kind of a turnoff in a way of like oh she keeps ringing up her ex like that's yeah. her, her her you know this perfect perfect guy am i gonna live up to or whatever yeah. and so you could be kind of threatened by that you could be kind of but he chooses to just see it as this beautiful thing yeah. and i think that that goes a long way to really you like him as a character almost instantaneously you like him yeah. because he is such a good listener yeah well, one of the things that i liked about it is, is also like considering the friendship aspect of it they don't know each other he's trying to make her feel comfortable about after everything that's happened that yeah. might have been embarrassing or right. just weird or just like oh maybe i should just go home or you know those kinds of things and so in a way it's like they don't really have any connection and she even asked at the end of the day did you only take me out because mm -hmm you know and he says yes but then he knocks on the door and says well now that we yeah, got the lawsuit so out going, yeah that was such a great right. line but i think that dinner though too is like i think they were just like two human beings talking about stuff and there wasn't necessarily any expectations or like that something was gonna happen or anything like that because she's leaving and 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 he's staying here and it's just someone staying in his brother's apartment and so that sort of not having the pressure of any romantic relationship or expectations mm -hmm. allows maybe people to talk and listen to each other more openly and that sort of thing. And, and they kind of build at least, you know, they have kindness for each other. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool, right? That that's sort of where you need to start even in romantic relationships, yeah. but there might be too much pressure and trying to, you know, be slick and put the moves on or whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm yeah it's yeah. true yeah he just he, he just there's something about him in this movie that's just so sexy he's so swoon worthy <laughs> uh but um uh yeah gabriel miller uh so she says i'm gonna i'll run interference on the kids on the neighbors all yeah. <laughs> and basically she kind of agrees to cook for him well he, he gives her a one day trial and then the next day she finds out that the the next bus doesn't come and of course there's no hotels <laughs> of course because she surprised uh, her friend yeah without talking to anyone <laughs> and then this guy's in there and he's hoping to be there by himself and get through his writer's block and so he's like i yeah. want you to leave and she's like but once i think he i think he's more open to it when there isn't a, a way for her to get out and so yeah. like <laughs> But still it's like leave me alone <laughs> yeah and so we we she finds out that he is writing this novel and uh and so she even sees it there he leaves it there he's uh, there can we talk uh, about this <laughs> <laughs> this was 2011 it was a little more believable then now i uh, i think the idea of even printing your your novel is well, i still print stuff because i need to see hard copy it's really hard uh -huh. for me to do. so that's not the issue the issue is like you said she saw it he left it out and she picked it up and then she read it without asking him and he yeah she did like freaks out he's like that's my work like and i do see like writing as something that's very private for people even if it's gonna be like mass consumed and so i understand like his just like how dare you if my wallet was out would you go through that as well mm -hmm. and and the thing is like so there is that part of me you know where i teach about privacy and information and and things like that and where i was like oh, clutch my pearl she's reading his book but then there's something really bold about her doing that 
because it made a huge difference for him. And that's tricky, right? Because if you cross some boundary with someone and it doesn't turn out good, he could have kicked her out then. But then when he reads through her comments, which she put on sticky notes because she didn't yeah. want to ruin his pages, which I guess is thoughtful. Yeah, and there's lots of post-it notes in that book. <laughs> I got some feedback for you. And then that's the other thing is most of us getting feedback, it's we see it Hard. as rejection, right? right? And so, and I especially imagine for writers getting something back that like after you've done all this work, it's just like, ugh, it. It gives me flashbacks to my dissertation, but let's not go there. <laughs> right. But, but like, there's lots I, of really cute moments between them. Like she, she mm-hmm. at one point she's like smelling him, which is <laughs> odd, which is weird. But uh, when she's, she's like, what's that smell? And he's like, it's my aftershave. And he's like, what do you think? Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, so I think her crossing that boundary in some ways is what he ended up needing. Yeah. Um, and that most people wouldn't be open to. And so it brought a lot of cool moments. Um, but yeah. at, when it first happened, I was literally, I, my mouth was, I was like, oh, your reading is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was just me, but no, I couldn't, no, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's, 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 it is a definite boundary crosser. She's a boundary <laughs> crosser for sure. And uh, and you also have at the same time Gil Bellis is trying to decide whether he's going to sell his company mm-hmm. and his main decision is what will I do with that time what will I do mm-hmm. and and then Faith Ford talks about well maybe I'm I'm scared I'm scared to move forward I'm scared to and uh, and he says well you should have some fun take a chance you know these mm-hmm. things and, and she says this this from the man who was in India four times before visiting the Taj Mahal <laughs> burn <laughs> and he says gotcha. yeah he says i figured i'd always have time and she says that's what frank used to say and so it's Aww. such a good dynamic between the two of them mm-hmm. yeah it's like they both have something to kind of teach each other something to listen something that uh, i think that makes them a really good match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like what we see with their relationship is after that first date and he knocks on the door after the first date after they say goodnight and he's like well now that we got the lawsuit out of the way they go sightseeing and then they start seeing each other and it moves fairly quickly from there because it's clear that they like each other but back in washington they seem to hate each other yeah but he smells good right (laughs) (laughs) and she says to this is it's really interesting so she reads the book and she just says she says Mm -hmm. that the problem is, is that the main character, the, one of the characters, Samantha's character, the girlfriend, is a total witch. Feel free to respell, which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> she, and then he says, she's the antagonist. And then she says, but she's evil. I keep expecting her to kick a puppy or foreclose on an orphanage. <laughs> He says, if Edward is in love with a woman like that, it makes him look like an idiot. Idiot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she, she says, the problem is, is that you do not know how to write for women, which I think is interesting. And yeah. she says, I would have thrown the book out in the first chapter because clearly the author does not understand women. Yeah. And uh, that is... <laughs> that is an is exactly the attitude all men have and he mm-hmm. goes all men <laughs> so they have this so it starts a little bit of a battle and i think yeah. there's lots of interesting things going on there 
one is that he doesn't think she has any credibility, but she's saying, but I'm someone who'd read the book and I'm telling you I wouldn't read it, right? But number two, she's saying that if anyone falls in love with Samantha, they're an idiot. But basically we learn later, it's about his ex-fiance. So in some ways at that particular moment, she's calling him an idiot. (laughs) But she's also calling herself out because she with this relationship with her husband yeah. is basically kind of uh is kind of reading her own relationship into this book mm-hmm. yeah. and i just love when he's like <laughs> he says now i know what i'm dealing with and then he gives his notes she's he gives her notes on macbeth <laughs> when he talks about what lady macbeth would say and and then uh and, and she says but that she but that in that in lady macbeth she's not based on someone you know and yeah. uh, and he says uh, yeah and and, uh, and he says uh, and government says she's based on someone you hate yeah big difference yeah which I think uh, is really really important and he basically yeah, sort of kind like of a the, ding 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 moment yeah. <laughs> yeah and he kind of writes her off as sort of this feminist who's just like hates all men and <laughs> she she even kind of at the beginning kind of is in that sort of a little bit. A little bit of that kind of bitter resentful yeah. kind of state so but doesn't mean what she's saying isn't true so there's just yeah. an interesting dynamic going on there uh where they both are letting their life history which we can't help but do sort of taint their their view of this uh or their read of this fictional example and, and know, it's interesting each other yeah <laughs> and the thing about it is we all do that right like past our past history is going to impact going into current relationships or how we view the world and i thought Mm -hmm. that was really interesting it was really good yeah and uh and uh and we have i think that all of these people have such great chemistry together Mm -hmm. just just tons of chemistry (laughs) i just didn't know if the if tom cavanaugh and her were gonna get together or not like mm-hmm. I knew like once we got past the police officer situation with the other two, I was like, yeah, they're, they're going to, they're going to end up in a relationship. And then I was like, I'm not so sure. And I kind of liked that not being like it, in the end, it is predictable, but also at the time though, I was like, I'm not sure, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they'll just help each other to a point where it was nice yeah. to meet each other and to have these things happen and then go off into different relationships. But here they yeah so and spoiler alert gabriel miller tells faith ford she says i just want you to protect yourself because you're not going to be there very long and mm-hmm. so that sort of is an interesting thing because she has been so sort of free with she's been comfortable because i think she's out of her element she's out mm-hmm. she's not worried about judgment of neighbors judgment of anything else she's just yeah. been herself with him and uh, and i think that sometimes being in a new environment can be freeing like that absolutely i think you might uh surprise yourself with the type of things that you might try or the things that you'll go out on a limb for and was this when they were talking on the phone because Mm -hmm. uh can we talk about that scene for a moment because it was one of my favorite scenes of the movie Mm -hmm. um because it's the two 
friends talking to each other about what's going on. And they have a couple, I think, different phone calls. But this one in particular, it's a split screen. And in the middle is both of their coffee mugs. Oh, yeah, that. that was clever. And, and so one friend's pouring into her cup and then our other friend picks up. And so it, it, it to me, it kind of visually showed that they were connecting. And that's what friends do, especially women get together to talk. And so although mm -hmm. they're at a great distance, they were still doing what you might expect uh, those kinds of friendships to do. Yeah. And, and they were kind of checking in on each other about the brothers. Well, cause it's like, well, what's the other brother like? Yeah. Well, he's awful, but he <laughs> he's smells good and he's not bad to look at. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's kind of like, just like a friend chat over tea, yeah. coffee or whatever they were drinking. And I just not only liked the conversation, but visually it really, I think makes a mark for friendship as well. Yeah. And you get a little bit of it between Tom Kavanaugh and Go Bellows and mm -hmm. the Tom Kavanaugh says her place is like a Hallmark card. <laughs> that was hilarious. Cause I was like, Oh snap. We got Hallmark jokes inside a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been better if he said, it's like one of the houses you might see in a Hallmark movie. That would have been, yeah. I would have been on the floor laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was really, because 2011 though was before there were that many, like Hallmark did, yeah. I think like four movies, five, something like that. Like <laughs> it was not their 40 like they did last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And so then Gilbellus takes forth Faith Ford out touristing and uh, uh, she, she kind of says that, uh, uh, you know that you don't go to the places that are the big touristy places until people come into town and that is yeah. that is definitely true yeah. about uh about places and uh and uh and you find out that i, I mean I, I i would think that you would empty your purse before you go on a trip but she <laughs> evidently didn't because she still has all the stuff from her, her second graders in yeah. her purse she's got chattering teeth and uh and a and a little dump truck thing toy <laughs> and i was like how'd you get on the plane with all I that <laughs> yeah um and you also have the scene where uh gabriel miller is giving notes to tom cavanaugh and he opens the door and she's in like her little kind of slightly sexy nightgown yeah uh, uh, that was that was nice <laughs> that was a fun scene that was a fun scene yeah and she tells him much better it was much better his corrections yeah. so yeah. we're seeing some uh we're seeing some movement and development uh, yes and so heather is getting frustrated in phoenix she just feels like it's not christmas she wants uh andrew francis to watch it's a wonderful life and he says to her uh do you want to go home and so he's he's being pretty a pretty decent listener i would say mm -hmm. uh to her and watching because not even just listening but really like watching and trying to yeah. trying to see that she's more because she she's she's, she's talking to talk oh everything's fine it's fine fine but he yeah. can tell that she's not happy yeah and so uh they they're now talking about the book and and Gabriela says samantha is complex uh now and he says what i would have thought a woman wrote it and that's a compliment mm -hmm. for Ooh. her yeah <laughs> he says most she says most men do not know how to write strong female characters you're either a sex object or a mother figure right on and uh, <laughs> and then she says i don't hate men i just don't like them all the time <laughs> 
<laughs> Which I think there is some truth to what she's saying here, yeah. that, uh, that there are a lot of even heralded authors whose female characters are, will be either the sex object or the, uh, or the mother. And yeah. even someone like Dickens, for instance, yeah. almost all his female characters are uh, sort of ingenues yeah. uh, that are sort of perfect and like uh, Tale of Two Cities yeah the the female character in that is so is 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 just kind of this object of aspiration for these yeah. men that do this sort of the sacrificing in the end and uh and i'm not saying those books are bad I, those obviously they're classics but it is something that's true that uh that it, i think part of the reason why something like little women uh has resonated for so long is because it presents all these different women yeah i was gonna say there's more than two types of women in the world yeah, yeah. Um, that that there are a lot of women who exist in your in in men's life that it's like they're not even picking up on the nuances and that sort of thing and mm -hmm. so i think it's important to understand people to be able to rate people as they are in stories and tv mm -hmm. shows books etc like you and it's not just like, oh, we have to have a woman here. It's like, no, women exist in this world. How are you going to have them exist in the story like they would in the world? <laughs> yeah. And that's not to say there's something wrong with having a, a, you know, a character that's there for a romantic purpose or a yeah. character that's a mother yeah. figure. They can be fine, but it's about it's how they're used in the story. And like she's saying now, Samantha she's a uh, she's a complex character she's not just a villain yeah yeah you know? well yeah. And the, the, my first thought as you're talking was well um mothers can also be <laughs> the sex object like you can even have both right like you can have multiple layers as a person mm -hmm. and that's why i like you know when you see people ask authors male authors about that and it's like well is it the author of Game of Thrones? Well, I've always just seen women as people or something like that. Right, and yeah. I think Joss Whedon has also written or been asked about that before too. And so, and he so says, yeah, you I know, think... I can't wait till you stop asking me that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then keep working, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so basically Gil Bellows and Faith Ford get a Christmas tree and she decorates it using a, sec a second grade teacher tools of uh the only thing about the the thing with the paper chains and the s snowflakes is making those paper chains takes forever, forever. <laughs> i would have been like let's just go get some tinsel somewhere yeah. <laughs> like i'm going to a dollar easy. store yeah you're, you're set that's probably what i would have done cbs well. on the corner in boston done <laughs> <laughs> but it looked really cute and Faith Ford forgot to deliver the, forgot to stop the delivery of Christmas tree. And the whole story is that Heather was sad when they were cutting down the Christmas tree as a little girl that they were hurting the Christmas tree. So they <laughs> just always had it delivered ever since yeah. then. And so that was pretty funny when the, when the Christmas tree gets dropped off at, at the house and, uh, and they're like, and like, what are we going to do with the Christmas tree? And, and, yeah. and Tom goes like, it's not coming in here. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like their relationship isn't at the point that Faith <laughs> Ford and Gil Bills is in no. Boston. They're not and, ready for a tree. Geez, and <laughs> he's Washington. like, you're the interloper. And she's like, I prefer guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this good. movie had a lot of great comedic moments. It like, did. Lines. A lot of good banter. 
Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we get super sexy moment when Gil Bell says, I, when they're decorating, this is the first time in a, in a, a long time that it actually feels like Christmas and we get yeah. our first, first kiss. And this yeah. movie has way more PDA than a typical Hallmark movie. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were like, <laughs> well we'll wait to that scene because yeah, we're not need, there Gil, gabriel miller even asks her did you get lucky i'm like what <laughs> who wrote this <laughs> how did this get past the hallmark or hallmark folks which is proving great. stories but it, it really i mean it, it it makes sense it feels believable yeah they're, it felt they're adults, i mean and they yeah. have such chemistry together yeah. the two of them i think yeah and uh it yeah and you get i just was i was surprised <laughs> oh i was surprised too <laughs> and uh and i he's it's so so attractive when he says i wish i could say i know how you're feeling but i've yeah. never felt like that with yeah. anyone before and she says well you should try because it's great and he says i think i'm learning yeah. uh i'm starting to feel that way right now but it is really sexy both because he doesn't say he understands when he doesn't understand yeah and that's such an easy thing to be like oh i understand or because you're trying to be empathetic but yeah. you don't understand yeah. and yeah. he it's just i don't know he's just it's like the perfect way to express empathy i think yeah and uh and it's just such a great moment between the two of them well it always feels like he means what he says yeah like it's always with some level of thought you know right. which is she, nice <laughs> she says that uh she says that she feels like she's cheating on frank that she's mm -hmm. a little confused and he's yeah. just so like comforting and kind and she also asks him like why are you single what's going on <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he basically is like i was married to the job the old story i yep. uh, yep. never found uh and she says why why didn't you why didn't you just take her with you? And maybe I didn't like her as much. <laughs> and just all of that interaction, I think, is, is just so swoon-worthy. Yes, I would agree so with good. that. <laughs> so good. Love it. Uh, and then you have, uh, uh, you have, yeah, Gabriel Miller and Faith Ford and Heather are on a three-way conversation yeah, that kind of thing because she actually has has been not answering the phone calls from her daughter which is which is like a huge step because she wants to be invested in this relationship yeah uh but then her daughter's like oh what's happening that's unusual for the daughter yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 times like, a day <laughs> she's like do i say that you're okay or that you're i'm like what do i say yeah uh, uh, it's great that whole thing is is just really really great and um and gabriel miller makes lobster before mm. and she says she does not a cook but she's pretty decent to me it sounds pretty yeah. good i could is hire this, her is this the scene where um or was it it this was is, with tom cavanaugh yeah this is where she tells about her husband uh what happened with them uh moving to san francisco she was perfectly happy living in mm -hmm. south south whatever and uh <laughs> and, um, and he moves her to Sa san francisco and then leaves three months later which is brutal yeah no that is Hated terrible <laughs> <laughs> so no wonder she's bitter yeah. and and then we start to uh find out more about his ex-fiance and uh that that really 
really was tough for him. And he tells her, you've been extremely helpful. Yeah. And, uh, and still Gabriel business Miller, and friendship only. Yeah. And <laughs> Gabriel Miller says, it's a good story. You just have to soften Samantha. And he says, it wasn't easy. Uh, they, uh, and he, t- that's when he admits that they, uh, um, that they broke up on Christmas Eve. This is after yeah. they'd gone to dinner together, actually. Because one of my favorite parts of the movie, just because of the banter, was I think she's got going through his feedback at a restaurant and he comes in yeah. and she's like, are you stalking me? And, and they sit right. down and like, let's call it truce. And she's like, cause I want to know what happens. Like, I think she says something along the lines, like, does he murder her? <laughs> like he has just like, I was like, is this lifetime? I was like, yeah. but she's joking. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is the ultimate, ultimate Hallmark betrayal that he walks in on his ex fiance and she's undecorating the tree on Christmas Eve because she's leaving that day. Why can't you just leave what's on the tree? Like, why, like, like that is a breakup if I've ever heard one. I mean, that is a villain. No wonder he painted her as the villain. She took the decorations off the tree. What is this Grinch? Well, it's like, only take keepsakes. Otherwise, leave them on there. You don't need them. You can get them later. But it's also like, like she why even is took the, the last day? can of who hash. I mean, this is villain. <laughs> but it's also like, why is that the day? Like, is it just like you can no longer, or it's like at least do it like the week before or something? Yeah. Like, you obviously had feelings that you didn't want to go through the holidays <laughs> with this person. Let's not already ruin a holiday that is not a happy time for him yeah. by breaking up in this way. So clearly. <laughs> Both him and um, who's the friend that's in the house with uh, reading his book? Oh, um, uh, it's Faith. Yeah, Faith is her name. But Gabri- Gabrielle. Gabrielle Miller is yeah. the actress. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's like they both resent their former partners because they had horrible breakups. Like, yeah. brutal that's things right. happen. Like, I mean, there's worse things that can happen, but this is still stuff that's hard to get over. <laughs> well, and, and this is the key that they say... Because he says, I don't hate Christmas. I just don't want to be reminded of, the th- of things. And she says, yeah. that is the problem with the holidays. The good stuff is always so much better than it is. And the depressing stuff is always so much worse. worse. Amen. And I think that's, that is definitely true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it makes the bad stuff seem even worse because you're thinking about the, how the good stuff is so much better. Yeah. You know. Or that you're doing good stuff without people in your life right. that you usually did the good stuff with, which makes that makes the worst stuff. Empty. Like, yeah, exactly. you're very connected. <laughs> you can't have the dark without the light, and you can't have the light without the dark, unfortunately. Yeah, and Tom Cavanaugh says, maybe it'll get good someday soon. So that was a very little cute thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so Andrew Francis comes in, and he says to Heather, uh, all right, we're, we're, we're going to fly. We're going. We're going back. We're going back home. Yeah. And uh, that was super cute. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to hear it. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, man, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, we don't need to worry about them. No, they're fine. They're, they got it. Maybe they, got it. they could do little lessons for these other couples. <laughs> yeah. A little PowerPoint presentation, right. a little role play or something to help yeah. them figure out, like, what it's like to be in conflict or how to break up with people or how to, you know, have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So Tom Cavanaugh finishes the book 
And Gil, Gil Bellis decides to sell his company. He says, I played it safe my whole life and I'm going to take a chance. Super mm-hmm. cute. And Gil Bellis gets her a present, gets her mm-hmm. earrings. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. Oh, yeah, that was great. So, and, and, and they have some more PDA before they gets the present though. She's like, not so until she's Christmas. She's like, I'm not doing it until yeah. after midnight. <laughs> Christmas is when presents happen and it's not Christmas yet. <laughs> also, Gabriel Miller is character is super fast reader. Yeah. She gets through this whole book in like one day. I mean, I guess she didn't have much else to do. Yeah. But still. She's just waiting for the bus or train or whatever (laughs) transportation to get the heck out of there. I know. And she comes downstairs and she sees him decorating the tree. And it was so cute. I love it. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Changed his mind about Christmas Eve. So good. And so they're all, and so Faith Ford and Cabal start kissing. And in walks Heather and super surprised, super cute. And that's when, uh, after they've talked or whatever, that uh, in by the elevator, uh, they're talking. And that's when he gives her the earrings. And mm-hmm. I, she, she, it was so cute. He's well, like, I like cause she, time with your daughter. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. It's just so cute. That whole scene is, is really... Yeah. She's like, I love them. And he's like, I gave the receipt just in case you want to return them. <laughs> it was so cute. She's like, no, I'm not going to return them. <laughs> but I also yeah. liked when the daughter interrupted and she's like, how'd you get in here? The door's unlocked. And that was Boston. This lady who never locks her door, locked her, unlocked the door and didn't have it locked in yeah. Boston, which I thought was, was funny too. <laughs> it didn't even seem like there was a door. It seemed like it was just the that one of those apartments where the elevator just opens to the oh, apartment. I thought there was a door. And maybe, maybe there was, and I missed and that. And then an yeah. elevator's right outside, kind of like in Frasier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was. Maybe there was. But uh, but anyway, and so the Heather's kind of surprised, and uh, it's really cute with that mm-hmm. earrings thing. But he's like, "I'm just gonna stay home, be with your daughter for Christmas," and. Uh, then we get our kiss between Gabriel Miller and Tom Cavanaugh mm-hmm. and it's super cute. They're just like back and forth. And he's like, you're in this house. I don't want you to feel comfortable, uncomfortable. Yes. And she says, I think you should just go ahead and kiss me. Yeah, and that was, I cute. agree. <laughs> <laughs> we all been waiting. TikTok, buddy. <laughs> it's so good. So good. And I think is coming up next is I think one of the key scenes in the film so you have Faith Ford uh, is like putting uh, together, about to eat breakfast. Her daughter wakes up <laughs> and she says, well, you know, we're going to uh, have Christmas pancakes, right? And she says, uh, you know, that how about we just have some fruit? And, you know, and so she's starting to kind of break the tra- traditions and, uh, and Faith Ford, uh, you know, s- says to her daughter, I don't want to look at the photos right now. She says, mm-hmm. it's important not to forget, these, but these last few days have made me realize it's just never, it's never going to be the same. And when I look at those photos, I just feel alone. Yeah. And Looking I thought that was of her husband. Who yeah. Passed. And I thought yeah. that was a really important moment for her character because she's being honest with her daughter in a way that she mm-hmm. never has been before. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that her daughter's listening in a way that she hasn't before. Mm -hmm. uh and shows a lot of maturity in the scene and uh that 
I don't know. I just think it's a really important scene for those characters mm-hmm. and absolutely showing that, yeah, like Christmas traditions and other things are important, but they can also be kind of a way to not sort of deal with conflict and deal with, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of hide it behind uh, tradition or uh, other things like that and not really get to the core of, of why you're hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you just keep going on with what your routine is and what you're used to doing. And you don't maybe take a second to stop and think is why am I not happy? Yeah. And so yeah. this is, I, I thought it was a really lovely moment in the script. Yeah. And it's, it, and that's clearly she's, she's made it to the point where it's like moving out of whatever rut or where she was stuck. It, it's time to also move on. Like, and that she's at the point where she's good with that and mm-hmm. hopes her daughter is too. Yeah. And she says, it made me accept that things change and I may have been holding on to my past a little too much time to take a chance and i think you could mm. say that with all four of these characters yeah absolutely. they've all been holding on to the past too much yeah and uh and that maybe it's time to take a chance try something new start new traditions because as great as old traditions are sometimes we need to start new traditions blueberry coffee cake yeah that's right <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> very good very 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 good uh and uh so then uh, we uh, Gabriel Miller wakes up and she's getting ready to go to the uh, the bus station, uh, but um, uh, Tom Cavan has forgotten it and he's making her breakfast. And you can see when he realizes that she's going on the bus, he <laughs> you could just see like his face, like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> and that's really cute. And then he, she's gonna go on the bus. He gets on the bus and he says, why are you going on a bus? You don't want to be on a bus on Christmas day. (laughs) And she says, of course not. I was waiting for you to see something. Well, I was waiting for you to say something. (laughs) (laughs) They're perfect for each other. So cute. It's It's so adorable. In 40 years when they're still married. (laughs) No, I was waiting for you. No, I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) And the bus driver's like, I'd really like to get home for Christmas. (laughs) yeah so yeah so yeah then uh they they end up and then you see them kissing outside on Mm -hmm. the bus depot it's super cute and uh then heather says to her mom she says what i want you to do is get dressed up and go to his place put on those earrings and uh, she says i'm not gonna leave you alone for christmas and so they end up bringing a tree and Mm -hmm. he's watching his celtics and they bring chinese it's so cute adorable yeah. <laughs> and they even decorate the tree yeah and uh and they bring it up and that's the end of the movie and you see there's a little a little epilogue where yes. you see one year later gabriel mm-hmm. miller's pregnant wow they got busy quick <laughs> <laughs> well and, if you've waited this long for a partner there's no more time to yeah. wait <laughs> yeah and uh yeah they're all all three couples are still together you get the impression that he's moved to washington Mm -hmm. to be with her and uh it's just super cute yeah and delightful (laughs) yeah yeah i was like i thought that made a lot of sense and then what they've done is create sort of like their own little family together that's true it's kind of Mm -hmm. an urban tribe 
yep. kind of situation. So there you go. That is my favorite Hallmark Christmas movie, Trading Christmas. I think it has really good characters. I think it has really good writing. I think it's really romantic. It could maybe be a little more Christmassy, but it has enough yeah. to me to, to, to have those feels, Christmas feels. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know. I just, I just really like it. I think it's a really solid rom-com. Yeah. and uh and multiple rom-coms three rom-coms yeah uh, in one so i i really i really love it so i'm glad you loved it too yay yeah i i specifically <laughs> like it because you get to see the development and you yeah. can see that it's like even in romantic relationships that like in the case of faith ford and Gabellos, that they sort of connect and become their relationships develops a little bit faster through what friends do right talking and listening and there's no expectations and then when they finally realize that they do like each other then it moves very quickly but then with Gabrielle and Tom it's like they're just trying to get to even being able to deal with each other in the same room (laughs) (laughs) and then they they move that way um and I also like seeing like that the mom and daughter become sort of have a new sort of friendship relationship by the end but one thing that I was cracking up about and if you don't want something like this to happen you always let people know where you're going for Christmas because if not (laughs) someone's gonna be in Arizona someone's gonna be in Washington and someone's gonna be in Boston I know the point of surprises is to surprise people but Christmas is a big deal for a lot of people. You might want to have those more planned. <laughs> it's probably not like birthdays, I think are a better surprise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a, a surprise venue <laughs> than Christmas. I think. Or at least it's like the daughter and the friend need to talk to each other or the brother and the, yeah. you know, like we just need a little bit, just, you need to have like a secret partner, like a partner right. to help you make the secret happen or right. the surprise happen. Uh, but that that's I mean, true. but that's like the part of that's what's cute about the movie is like they're all not where the other thinks they're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. That, that's very true. That's to lesson. step out their normal comfort zone to be able to build new relationships. Mm-hmm. So yes. So back, I mean, uh, coming coming up when we're actually able to travel safely. Yeah. Maybe maybe try to not make it us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And definitely not now, even if you can social distance with people, (laughs) surprise is probably not a good idea. Probably not. No. (laughs) I don't know if anyone's uh, heart can take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there we go. That is Trading Christmas. So this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. And uh, so let us know your thoughts on Trading Christmas. Is it a favorite of yours? What do you think about it? We'd love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter. Please let us know if you have any ideas for what we could talk about on for On Friendship next month. Always grateful for your suggestions. And Can it be so, something with Gil Bellows? <laughs> yes. Uh, watch old Alan McBeal episodes and comment. Or maybe Love in the Time of Corona will have come out by then. And that will be next month's On Friendship. <laughs> well, right. if not, we'll just earmark that one for later. <laughs> all right schedule he's filming it right now gil if you're listening we are we are very excited come on our podcast i was gonna we'll say to is this it. one when you have a guest that i can guest as a, <laughs> as, as a guest host to, yes. to be there for that interview i, I won't say anything <laughs> i'll just yeah 
I promise. <laughs> so, all right. Well, very good. Uh, so where, where can people find your podcast and you on social media, all that fun stuff? Yeah, Best Forever's Pod is located on all your favorite podcatchers, and I'm at Best Forever's Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and then my webpage is alisalucas.com. Great, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so please check that out, and and uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really, really, really appreciate it. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much too. And we have our patron group, which is so much fun. And we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun Hallmark-inspired merch. So check that out as well. And thanks again, Lisa. This is always so much fun. Always. And Merry Christmas in July, everyone. Merry Christmas in July. <laughs> <laughs>